0: section nineteen of psychology of the unconscious by carl jung this librivox recording is in the public domain section nineteen chapter five part three the motive of the devouring which Frobenius has shown to be a regular constituent of the sun myths is closely related to this also metaphorically the whale dragon mother's womb always devours the hero the devouring may also be partial instead of complete a six-year-old girl who goes to school unwillingly dreams that her leg is encircled by a large red worm she had a tender interest for this creature contrary to what might be expected an adult patient who cannot separate from an older friend on account of an extraordinarily strong mother transference dreams that she had to get across some deep water typical idea with this friend her friend fell in mother transference she tries to drag her out and almost succeeds but a large crab seizes on the dreamer by the foot and tries to pull her in Etymology also confirms this conception. There is an Indo-Germanic root velu vel with the meaning of encircling, surrounding, turning. From this is derived Sanskrit val, velati equals to cover, to surround, to encircle, to encoil, symbol of the snake, vali equals creeping plant, uluta equals boa constrictor equals latin volutus, lithuanian velu velti equals wilkeln to roll up church slavonian velina equals old high german wella equals wella wave or billow to the root velu also belongs the root uvo with the meaning cover corium womb the serpent on account of its casting its skin is an excellent symbol of rebirth. Sanskrit Yulva Yulba has the same meaning. Latin vulva vulvula vulva to Velu also belongs to the root yulvora with the meaning of fruitful field covering or husk of plants sheath, Sanskrit Urvara equals sown field. Zend, Er, vara equals plant see the personification of the ploughed furrow the same root vel has also the meaning of wallen to undulate sanskrit yulmuka equals conflagration vella thulla gothic vulan equals wallen to undulate old high german and middle high german walm equals heat glow it is typical that in the state of involution the hair of the sun hero always falls out from the heat further the root vel is found with the meaning to sound and to will to wish libido the motive of recoiling is mother symbolism this is verified by the fact that the trees for example bring forth again like the whale in the legend of jonah they do that very generally thus in the greek legend the Melia berarapa, melian virgins of the ash-trees are the mothers of the race of men of the iron age in northern mythology Askar, the ash-tree is the primitive father his wife embla is the emsig the active one and not as was earlier believed the aspen Askar probably means In the first place, the phallic spear of the ash tree. Compare the Sabine custom of parting the bride's hair with the lance. The Bundahesh symbolizes the first people, Meshia and Meshian, as the tree Rivas, one part of which places a branch in a hole of the other part. The material, which, according to the northern myth, was animated by the god. When he created men is designated as tree equals wood tree. I recall also Eulen equals wood, which in Latin is called materia. In the wood of the world, Ash Yggdrasil, a human pair, hid themselves at the end of the world from whom sprang the race of the renewed world. The Noah motive is easily recognized in this conception, the night journey on the sea at the same time in the symbol of yggdrasil a mother idea is again apparent at the moment of the destruction of the world the world ash becomes the guardian mother the tree of death and life one aprilion pregnant this function of rebirth of the world ash also helps to elucidate the representation met with in the egyptian book of the dead which is called the gate of knowledge of the soul of the east i am the pilot in the holy keel i am the steersman who allows no rest in the ship of ra i know that tree of emerald green from whose midst ra rises to the height of the clouds ship and tree of the dead death ship and death tree are here closely connected the conception is that Ra born from the tree ascends osiris in the erica the representation of the sun god mithra is probably explained in the same way he is represented upon the Heternheim relief with half his body arising from the top of a tree in the same way numerous other monuments show mithra half embodied in the rock and illustrate a rock birth similar to men frequently there is a stream near the birthplace of mithra this conglomeration of symbols is also found in the birth of ascanes the first saxon king who grew from the hart's rocks which are in the midst of the wood near a fountain here we find all the mother symbols united earth wood water three forms of tangible matter we can wonder no longer That in the middle ages the tree was poetically addressed with the title of honor mistress likewise it is not astonishing that the christian legend transformed the tree of death the cross into the tree of life so that christ was often represented on a living and fruit bearing tree this reversion of the cross symbol to the tree of life which even in babylon was an important and authentic religious symbol is also considered entirely probable by Zirkler, an authority on the history of the cross the pre-christian meaning of the symbol does not contradict this interpretation on the contrary its meaning is life the appearance of the cross in the sun worship here the cross with equal arms and the swastika cross as representative of the sun's rays as well as in the cult of the goddess of love isis with the crux and sada the rope the speculum veneris etc in no way contradicts the previous historical meaning the christian legend has made abundant use of this symbolism the student of mediaeval history is familiar with the representation of the cross growing above the grave of adam the legend was that adam was buried on golgotha seth had planted on his grave a branch of the paradise tree which became the cross and tree of death of christ we all know that through adam's guilt sin and death came into the world and christ through his death has redeemed us from the guilt to the question in what had adam's guilt consisted it is said that the unpardonable sin to be expiated by death was that he dared to pick a fruit from the paradise tree the results of this are described in an oriental legend one to whom it was permitted to cast one look into paradise after the fall saw the tree there and the four streams but the tree was withered and in its branches lay an infant the mother had become pregnant this remarkable legend corresponds to the talmudic tradition that adam before eve already possessed a demon wife by name lilith with whom he quarreled for mastership but lilith raised herself into the air through the magic of the name of god and hid herself in the sea adam forced her back with the help of three angels lilith became a nightmare a lamia who threatened those with child and who kidnapped the new-born child the parallel myth is that of the lamias the spectres of the night who terrified the children the original legend is that lamia enticed zeus but the jealous hera however caused lamia to bring only dead children into the world since that time the raging lamia is the persecutor of children whom she destroys wherever she can this motive frequently recurs in fairy tales where the mother often appears directly as a murderess or as a devourer of men a german paradigm is the well-known tale of hansel and gretel lamia is actually a large voracious fish which establishes the connection with the whale dragon myth so beautifully worked out by Frobenius, in which the sea monster devours the sun hero for rebirth and where the hero must employ every stratagem to conquer the monster here again we meet with the idea of the terrible mother in the form of the voracious fish the mouth of death in frobenius there are numerous examples where the monster has devoured not only men but also animals plants and entire country all of which are redeemed by the hero to a glorious rebirth the lamias are typical nightmares the feminine nature of which is abundantly proven their universal peculiarity is that they ride upon their victims their counterparts are spectral horses which bear their riders along in a mad gallop one recognizes very easily in these symbolic forms the type of anxious dream which as Rucklin shows has already become important for the interpretation of fairy tales through the investigation of leisner the typical writing takes on a special aspect through the results of the analytic investigation of infantile psychology the two contributions of freud and myself have emphasized on one side the anxiety significance of the horse on the other side the sexual meaning of the fantasy of riding when we take these experiences into consideration we need no longer be surprised that the maternal world ash yggdrasil is called in german the frightful horse carnegieiter says of nightmares in latin even to-day the country people drive off these nymphs mother goddesses by throwing a bone at the head of a horse upon the roof bones of this kind can often be seen throughout the land on the farmhouses of the country people by night however they are believed to ride at the time of the first sleep and they are believed to tire out their horses by long journeys the connection of nightmare and horse seems at first glance to be present also etymologically nightmare and mare the indo-germanic root for mara is mark Mara is the horse English mare, old high German Mara male horse, and Maraha, female horse, old Norse mare, Mara equals nightmare, Anglo-Saxon Myra Mara, the French kaushmar comes from calcari, equals to tread to step, a viterative meaning, therefore, to tread or press down. It was also said of the cock who stepped upon the hen this movement is also typical for the nightmare therefore it is said of king van landy mara trod the mara trod on him in sleep even to death a synonym for nightmare is the troll or treater treader this movement calcare is proven again by the experience of freud and myself with children where a special infantile sexual significance is attached to stepping or kicking the common aryan root mar means to die therefore mara the dead or death from this results mors paropos equals fate also parope as is well known the norns sitting under the world ash personified fate like clotho lachesis and atropos with the celts the conception of the fates probably passes into that of matris and matronae which had a divine significance among the germans a well known passage in julius caesar de Bello gallico one fifty informs us of this meaning of the mother in latin that these matrons should declare by lots whether it be to their advantage or not to engage in battle in slav mora means witch polna mora equals demon nightmare mor or more, swiss german means sow also as an insult the bohemian mura means nightmare and evening moth sphinx this strange connection is explained through analysis where it often occurs that animals with movable shells venous shell or wings are utilized for very transparent reasons as symbols of the female genitals the sphingina are the twilight moths they like the nightmare come in the darkness finally it is to be observed that the sacred olive tree of athens is called puopia that was derived from Hopetios wished to cut down the tree but killed himself with the axe in the attempt the sound resemblance of mar mer with mere equals c in latin mar equals c is remarkable although etymologically accidental might it refer back to the great primitive idea of the mother who in the first place meant to us our individual world and afterwards became the symbol of all worlds goethe said of the mothers they are encircled by images of all creatures the christians too could not refrain from reuniting their mother of god with water ave marius stella is the beginning of a hymn to mary then again it is the horses of neptune which symbolize the waves of the sea it is probably of importance that the infantile word mamma mother's breast is repeated in its initial sound in all possible languages and that the mothers of two religious heroes are called mary and maya that the mother is the horse of the child is to be seen most plainly in the primitive custom of carrying the child on the back or letting it ride on the hip odin hung on the world ash the mother his horse of terror the egyptian sun-god sits on the back of his mother the heavenly cow we have already seen that according to egyptian conceptions isis the mother of god Played an evil trick on the sun god with the poisonous snake also isis behaved treacherously toward her son horus in plutarch's tradition that is horus vanquished the evil typhon who murdered osiris treacherously terrible mother equals typhon isis however set him free again horus thereupon rebelled laid hands on his mother and tore the regal ornaments from her head whereupon hermes gave her a cow's head then horus conquered typhon a second time typhon in the greek legend is a monstrous dragon even without this confirmation it is evident that the battle of horus is the typical battle of the sun hero with the whale dragon of the latter we know that it is a symbol of the dreadful mother of the voracious jaws of death where men are dismembered and ground up whoever vanquishes this monster has gained a new or eternal youth for this purpose one must in spite of all dangers descend into the belly of the monster journey to hell and spend some time there imprisonment by night in the sea the battle with the night serpent signifies therefore the conquering of the mother who is suspected of an infamous crime that is the betrayal of the son a full confirmation of the connection comes to us through the fragment of the babylonian epic of the creation discovered by george smith mostly from the library of assurbanipal the period of the origin of the text was probably in the time of hammurabi two thousand b c we learn from this account of creation that the sun god ea the son of the depths of the waters and the god of wisdom had conquered Apsu, Apsu is the creator of the great gods he existed in the beginning in a sort of trinity with tiamat the mother of gods and mumu his vizier Ea conquered the father but tiamat plotted revenge she prepared herself for battle against the gods mother huber who created everything procured invincible weapons gave birth to giant snakes with pointed teeth relentless in every way fill their bellies with poison instead of blood furious gigantic lizards clothe them with horrors let them swell with the splendor of horror form them rearing whoever sees them shall die of terror their bodies shall rear without turning to escape she arrayed the lizards dragons and lahaman hurricanes mad dogs scorpion men mighty storms fishmen and rams with relentless weapons without fear of conflict powerful are tiamat commands irresistible are they after tiamat had powerfully done her work she conceived evil against the gods her descendants in order to revenge Apsu, tiamat did evil when ea now heard this thing he became painfully anxious sorrowfully he sat himself he went to the father his creator ansar to relate to him all that tiamat plotted tiamat our mother has taken an aversion to us has prepared a riotous mob furiously raging the gods finally opposed marduk the god of spring the victorious sun against the fearful host of tiamat marduk prepared for battle of his chief weapon which he created it is said he created the evil wind the south storm and the hurricane the fourth wind the seventh wind the whirlwind and the harmful wind then let he loose the winds which he had created the seven to cause confusion within tiamat they followed behind him then the lord took up the cyclone his great weapon for his chariot he mounted Stormwind, the incomparable the terrible one his chief weapon is the wind and a net with which he will entangle tiamat he approaches tiamat and challenges her to a combat then tiamat and Marduk, the wise one of the gods came together rising for the fight approaching to the battle then the lord spread out his net and caught her he let loose the imhala in his train at her face then tiamat now opened her mouth as wide as she could he let the rush in so that her lips could not close with the raging winds he filled her womb her inward parts were seized and she opened wide her mouth he touched her with the spear dismembered her body he slashed her inward parts and cut out her heart subdued her and put an end to her life he threw down her body and stepped upon it after marduk slew the mother he devised the creation of the world there the lord rested contemplating her body then divided he the colossus planning wisely he cut it apart like a flat fish into two parts one half he took and with it he covered the heavens in this manner marduk created the universe from the mother it is clearly evident that the killing of the mother dragon here takes place under the idea of a wind fecundation with negative accompaniments the world is created from the mother that is to say from the libido taken away from the mother through sacrifice we shall have to consider this significant formula more closely in the last chapter the most interesting parallels to this primitive myth are to be found in the literature of the old testament as gunkel has brilliantly pointed out it is worth while to trace the psychology of these parallels isaiah fifty one nine awake awake put on strength o arm of the lord awake as in the ancient days in the generation of old art thou not it that hath cut rahab and wounded the dragon ten art thou not it which hath dried the sea the waters of the great deep that hath made the depths of the sea away for the ransomed to pass over the name of rahab is frequently used for egypt in the old testament also dragon isaiah chapter thirty verse seven calls egypt the silent rahab and means therefore something evil and hostile rahab is the well-known whore of jericho who later as the wife of prince salma became the ancestress of christ here rahab appeared as the old dragon as tiamat against whose evil power marduk or jehovah marched forth the expression the ransomed refers to the jews freed from bondage but it is also mythological for the hero again frees those previously devoured by the whale frobenius psalm eighty nine ten thou hast broken rahab in pieces as one that is slain job twenty six twelve to thirteen he divideth the sea with his power and by his understanding he smiteth through the proud by his spirit he hath garnished the heavens his hand hath formed the crooked serpent gunkel places rahab as identical with chaos that is the same as tiamat gunkel translates the breaking to pieces as violation tiamat or rahab as the mother is also the whore gilgamesh treats ishtar in this way when he accuses her of whoredom this insult towards the mother is very familiar to us from dream analysis the dragon rahab appears also as leviathan the water monster maternal sea psalm 74, thirteen through fifteen. Thirteen, thou didst divide the sea by thy strength thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters fourteen thou breakest the heads of leviathan in pieces and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness fifteen thou didst cleave the fountain and the flood thou didst dry up mighty rivers while only the phallic meaning of the leviathan was emphasized in the first part of this work we now discover also the maternal meaning a further parallel is isaiah twenty seven one in that day the lord with his cruel and great and strong sword shall punish leviathan the piercing serpent even leviathan that crooked serpent and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea we come upon a special motive in job chapter forty one five one canst thou draw out leviathan with an hook or his tongue with a cord which thou lettest down canst thou put an hook in his nose or bore his jaw through with a thorn numerous parallels to this motive are to be found among exotic myths in Frobenius, where the maternal sea monster was also fished for the comparison of the mother libido with the elementary powers of the sea and the powerful monsters born by the earth show how invincibly great is the power of that libido which we designate as maternal we have already seen that the incest prohibition prevents the son from reproducing himself through the mother but this must be done by the god as is shown with remarkable clearness and candour in the pious egyptian mythology which has preserved the most ancient and simple concepts thus chenum the moulder the potter the architect moulds his egg upon the potter's wheel for he is the immortal growth the reproduction of himself and his own rebirth the creator of the egg which emerged from the primitive waters in the book of the dead it says i am the sublime falcon the sun god which has come forth from his egg another passage in the book of the dead reads i am the creator of none who has taken his place in the underworld my nest is not seen and my egg is not broken a further passage reads that great and noble god in his egg who is his own originator of that which has arisen from him therefore the god Nagaga. is also called the great cackler book of the dead i cackle like a goose and i whistle like a falcon the mother is reproached with the incest prohibition as an act of wilful maliciousness by which she excludes the son from immortality therefore god must at least rebel overpower and chastise the mother compare adam and lilith above the overpowering signifies incestuous rape Herodotus has preserved for us a valuable fragment of this religious fantasy and how they celebrate their feast to isis in the city of bu i have already previously remarked after the sacrifice all of them men and women full ten thousand people begin to beat each other but it would be sin for me to mention for whom they do beat each other but in they celebrated the sacrifice with holy actions as in the other places about the time when the sun sets some few priests are busy around the image most of them stand at the entrance with wooden clubs and others who would fulfil a vow more than a thousand men also stand in a group with wooden cudgels opposite them now on the eve of the festival they take the image out in a small and gilded temple into another sacred edifice then the few who remain with the image draw a four-wheeled chariot upon which the temple stands with the image which it encloses but the others who stand in the anterooms are not allowed to enter those under a vow who stand by the god beat them off now occurs a furious battle with clubs in which they bruise each other's bodies and as i believe many even die from their wounds notwithstanding this the egyptians consider that none die the natives claim that this festival gathering was introduced for the following reason in this sanctuary lived the mother of Ares. No aries was brought up abroad and when he became a man he came to have intercourse with his mother the servants of his mother who had seen him did not allow him to enter peacefully but prevented him at which he fetched people from another city who mistreated the servants and had entrance to his mother therefore they asserted that this slaughter was introduced at the feast for ares it is evident that the pious here fight their way to a share in the mystery of the raping of the mother this is the part which belongs to them while the heroic deed belongs to the god by ares is meant the egyptian typhon as we have good reasons to suppose thus typhon represents the evil longing for the mother with which other myth forms reproach the mother according to the well-known example the death of balder quite analogous to the death of osiris attack of cygnus of ray because of the wounding by the branch of the mistletoe seems to need a similar explanation it is recounted in the myth how all creatures were pledged not to hurt balder save only the mistletoe which was forgotten presumably because it was too young this killed balder mistletoe is a parasite the female piece of wood in the fire boring ritual was obtained from the wood of a parasitical or creeping plant the fire mother the mare rests upon marentac in which grim suspects the mistletoe the mistletoe was a remedy against barrenness in gaul the druid alone was allowed to climb the holy oak amid solemn ceremonies after the completed sacrifice in order to cut off the ritual mistletoe this act is a religiously limited and organized incest that which grows on the tree is the child which man might have by the mother then man himself would be in a renewed and rejuvenated form and precisely this is what man cannot have because the incest prohibition forbids it as the Celtic custom shows the act is performed by the priest only with the observation of certain ceremonies the hero god and the redeemer of the world however do the unpermitted the superhuman thing and through it purchase immortality the dragon who must be overcome for this purpose means as much have been for some time clearly seen the resistance against the incest dragon and serpent especially with the characteristic accumulation of anxiety attributes are the symbolic representations of anxiety which correspond to the repressed incest wish it is therefore intelligible when we come across the tree with the snake again and again in paradise the snake even tempts to sin the snake or dragon possesses in particular the meaning of treasure guardian and defender the phallic as well as the feminine meaning of the dragon indicates that it is again a symbol of the sexual neutral or bisexual libido that is to say a symbol of the libido in opposition in this significance the black horse the demon of opposition appears in the old persian song tishtraya where it obstructs the sources of the rain lake the white horse tishtraya makes two futile attempts to vanquish Apa Osha, at the third attempt, with the help of Aher Ah Mazda, he is successful. Whereupon the sluices of heaven open, and a fruitful rain pours down upon the earth. In this song, one sees very beautifully in the choice of symbol how libido is opposed to libido, will against will, the discordance of primitive man with himself, which he recognizes again in all the adversity and contrasts of external nature. The symbol of the tree in coil by the serpent may also be translated as the mother defended from incest by resistance this symbol is by no means rare upon mithraic monuments the rock encircled by a snake is to be comprehended similarly because mithra is one born from a rock the menace of the newborn by the snake mithra hercules is made clear through the legend of lilith and lamia python the dragon of leto and pointy who devastates the land of crotopus are sent by the father of the new-born this idea indicates the localization well known in psychoanalysis of the incest anxiety in the father the father represents the active repulse of the incest wish of the son the crime unconsciously wished for by the son is imputed to the father under the guise of a pretended murderous purpose this being the cause of the mortal fear of the son for the father a frequent neurotic symptom in conformity with this idea the monster to be overcome by the young hero is frequently a giant the guardian of the treasure or the woman a striking example is the giant chumbaba in the gilgamesh epic who protected the garden of ishtar he is overcome by gilgamesh whereby ishtar is won. thereupon she makes erotic advances towards gilgamesh this data should be sufficient to render intelligible the role of horus in plutarch especially the violent usage of isis through overpowering the mother the hero becomes equal to the son he reproduces himself he wins the strength of the invincible son the power of eternal rejuvenation we thus understand a series of representations from the mithraic myth on the hedernheim relief there we see first of all the birth of mithra from the top of the tree the next representation shows him carrying the conquered bull comparable to the monstrous bull overcome by gilgamesh this bull signifies the concentrated significance of the monster the father who is giant and dangerous animal embodies the incest prohibition and agrees with the individual libido of the son hero which he overcomes by self-sacrifice the third picture represents mithra when he grasped the head ornament of the sun the nimbus this act recalls to us first of all the violence of horus towards isis secondly the christian basic thought that those who have overcome attain the crown of eternal life on the fourth picture sol kneels before mithra these last two representations show plainly that mithra has taken to himself the strength of the sun so that he becomes the lord of the sun as well he has conquered his animal nature the bull the animal knows no incest prohibition man is therefore man because he conquers the incest wish that is the animal nature thus mithra has sacrificed his animal nature the incest wish and with that has overcome the mother that is to say the terrible death bringing mother a solution is already anticipated in the gilgamesh epic through the formal renunciation of the horrible ishtar by the hero the overcoming of the mother in the mithraic sacrifice which had almost an ascetic character took place no longer by the archaic overpowering but through the renunciation the sacrifice of the wish the primitive thought of incestuous reproduction through entrance into the mother's womb had already been displaced because man was so far advanced in domestication that he believed that the eternal life of the sun is reached not through the perpetuation of incest but through the sacrifice of the incest wish this important change expressed in the mithraic mystery finds its full expression for the first time in the symbol of the crucified god a bleeding human sacrifice was hung on the tree of life for adam's sins the firstborn sacrifices its life to the mother when he suffers hanging on the branch a disgraceful and painful death a mode of death which belongs to the most ignominious forms of execution which Roman antiquity had reserved for only the lowest criminal thus the hero dies as if he had committed the most shameful crime he does this by returning into the birth-giving branch of the tree of life at the same time paying for his guilt with the pangs of death the animal nature is repressed most powerfully in this deed of the highest courage and the greatest renunciation, therefore, a greater salvation is to be expected for humanity because such a deed alone seems appropriate to expiate Adam's guilt. As has already been mentioned, the hanging of the sacrifice on the tree is a generally widespread ritual custom, Germanic examples being especially abundant. The ritual consists in the sacrifice being pierced by a spear, thus it is said of Odin, Edda, Havamal i know that i hung on the wind-swept tree nine nights through wounded by a spear dedicated odin i myself to myself the hanging of the sacrifice to the cross also occurred in america prior to its discovery muller mentions the the manuscript of mexican hieroglyphic codex at the conclusion of which there is a colossal cross in the middle of which there hangs a bleeding divinity equally interesting is the cross of palanque up above is a bird on either side two human figures who look at the cross and hold a child against it either for sacrifice or baptism the old mexicans are said to have invoked the favor of the daughter of heaven and the goddess of wheat every spring by nailing upon the cross a youth or a maiden and by shooting the sacrifice with arrows the name of the mexican cross signifies tree of our life or flesh an effigy from the island of fili represents osiris in the form of a crucified god wept over by isis and nephthys the sister consort the meaning of the cross is certainly not limited to the tree of life as has already been shown just as a tree of life has also a phallic sub meaning as libido symbol so there is a further significance to the cross than life or immortality muller uses it as a sign of rain and of fertility because it appears among the indians distinctly as a magic charm of fertility it goes without saying therefore that it plays a role in the sun cult it is also noteworthy that the sign of the cross is an important sign for the keeping away of all evil like the ancient gesture of the phallic amulets also serve the same purpose Zirkler appears to have overlooked the fact that the phallic crux and sata is the same cross which has flourished in countless examples in the soil of antiquity copies of this crux and sata are found in many places and almost every collection of antiquities possesses one or more specimens finally it must be mentioned that the form of the human body is imitated in the cross as of a man with arms outspread it is remarkable that in early christian representations christ is not nailed to the cross but stands before it with arms outstretched maurice gives a striking basis for this interpretation when he says it is a fact not less remarkable than well attested that the druids in their groves were accustomed to select the most stately and beautiful tree as an emblem of the deity they adored and cutting off the side branches they affixed two of the largest of them to the highest part of the trunk in such a manner that those branches extended on each side like the arms of a man and together with the body presented the appearance of a huge cross and in the bark in several places was also inscribed the letter t tau Section 19